For a large selection of books on a variety of apologetics themes, be sure to visit the Utah Christian Research Center, located at 579 West Galena Park Place in the city of Draper. The Utah Christian Research Center is open Wednesday through Saturday at 10 a.m. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, we hope you enjoy this repeat broadcast. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. For you Latter-day Saints listening to this show, I have a question for you. If the First Presidency was to give you a book, would you want to read it? Would you think it would be important? And would you think that the LDS General Authority giving you that book probably believed what was in that book? Those are the questions I want you to keep in your mind as we go through this series, looking at various volumes of books that were given to other general authorities in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as well as a number of employees of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, Eric, this was an idea that you came up with several months ago, and why don't you give a little bit of the genesis of what we are going to talk about in the coming weeks but it was based on something you saw a good friend of ours, Keith Walker, was doing out at the Mormon Miracle Pageant. Why don't you explain that story? Well, I saw that Keith had purchased a book called The Miracle of Forgiveness, but it was a leather copy, and it had been produced in 1998 by the First Presidency and given away to, as you mentioned, other general authorities and employees of the church. Leather-bound, beautiful, and I had never heard of such a book because I like to use the miracle of forgiveness in my evangelism. So I did a little bit of research and found out it was just one of what ended up becoming 37 books that were published between 1981 and 2017. And I found it to be so valuable because with each book was a Christmas card given by the First Presidency to whoever received it. Again, it was not a book that could be purchased, this Miracle of Forgiveness and the other books that were published. Well, it, we should make it clear. This this particular edition could not be purchased, but they were special editions of books that have been published and sold to the general public. And you're exactly right. So this special leather edition was only published one year in 1998 at the end of the year, given away as Christmas gifts. I found that to be fascinating that the First Presidency would give books that I find to be very valuable, and I think every Latter-day Saint ought to read. And as you mentioned in the introduction of the show, if you were given a book by the First Presidency to read, wouldn't you want to read it? Well, many Latter-day Saint leaders and employees of the church were receiving these books. If you worked there between 1981 to 2017, every December, I don't know if they mailed it to you or if they handed it to you, but you were given a book that was bound in cellophane, and, and you would open that up. And this these are beautiful books in leather. It costs a lot of money to publish these particular books. 
Well, I'm holding in my hand the special edition of The Miracle of Forgiveness written by 12th President Spencer W. Kimball. And you're right, it's a, a beautiful book. It's got gold edging as well as a very intricate inside when you open up the cover. And as you said, it is bound in leather. It's it's a hard copy bound in leather, but it's a, a very beautiful book. There's no doubt about it. I wish the doctrine inside of it was as beautiful, but we'll be talking about that later. Well, then I, as I was doing my research after Keith introduced me to that particular book, I said, I want to start to own these. And I ended up going to eBay because, again, these were not ever sold. You can't buy them on the regular Amazon market. It has to be from somebody who is either the original owner or a second or third owner of that particular book. And I found that you could get most of the 37 copies for anywhere from between $15 to $50. Now, some of them went up to $200. I ended up purchasing about $300 worth of books, including the one you just were holding. And all of them that came, I made sure they were of good, sound binding and and everything was clean. And so I have a collection of many of these books. And so I would go through each of these books along with other books that I did not purchase to find out what was in these books that the, the leaders wanted us to know about. You know, you raise an interesting point, which goes to the question that I asked earlier. If they were to give you a book, wouldn't you want to read it? Now, you said some of the books you found on eBay were still bound in the cellophane, yes, in the original cellophane wrapping, which tells me, obviously, some Latter-day Saints who received this book didn't want to read it, or perhaps probably already had a copy of it. That could be true, too, and they didn't see a need to open it up. But the fact that they were willing to sell it on eBay shows that, well, to me, that it probably didn't have quite the value that you would think many Latter-day Saints would think they should have. That's a good point. And the first gift that they gave was in 1981. It was a 10-inch triple combination of the three unique LDS scriptures. And then the following year, they gave away the church edition of the King James Bible. So that was 1982. And then in 1988, they gave away a quad of all four scriptures. And then they also redid the triple combination in 2006 and 2016. The Bible was given away as a gift in 2007 and 2017, which ended up being the final year of the Christmas gift distribution. Now, we should ask ourselves, why would the end of 2017 be so significant? What happened in 2018? Well, folks, in 2018, Russell M. Nelson becomes the prophet, seer, and revelator of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because Thomas S. Monson dies in January of 2018. So based on the fact that they did not continue this type of gift giving at Christmas, do you think maybe Russell M. Nelson had something to do with putting the kibosh on this gift? He very well could have, and maybe it was costing too much money. We don't know. Nobody ever said anything. I was waiting at the end of 2018 to see what the new one was going to be, and it never came out. So I actually went down to Sam Weller's and to find out what they knew, and they said, oh, they canceled that this year. And so no longer are they producing these. And we should mention that Sam Weller's is a bookstore. It's Basically, it's a Mormon bookstore. They also sell secular books there as well. But Sam Weller's book has been around for a long, long time, and they would probably know this kind of information. What I think everybody ought to know at the beginning of this series is that we're going to be talking about a lot of these books, but every single LDS president had at least one book or a compilation of quotes 
except for Russell M. Nelson, the 17th president of the church. He just didn't have enough time to put himself in there for one of his books. But And some of them had two copies. Harold B. Lee had two, Gordon B. Hinckley, uh, Thomas S. Monson, they all had two each. And in fact, one man had three separate books, an apostle, James Talmadge. And he had Jesus the Christ twice, 1983 and 2009. Articles of Faith, 1984 and 2010. And then in 2013, he had House of the Lord. So that's interesting. And Joseph Smith had several different books, including a biography that was written about him by George Q. Cannon in 1989. And George Q. Cannon was a member of the First Presidency under Brigham Young. Well, Bill, what we're going to be doing in this series is taking a look at some of the things that have been taught in each of these books. And I got the idea of doing this from your book that you compiled in their own words, which you did over a decade ago, compiling different quotes that people gave. Maybe you could tell people why you did that and what the value is in having original quotes, using those so that Latter-day Saints can see what their leaders have taught. Well, my book, In Their Own Words, came from a column that we still have in our newsletter, Mormonism Research, to this very day. It's under the column, Did They Really Say That? And so I had started to compile these quotes over all these years, and I ended up with just pages and pages of quotes, and I felt, boy, these would certainly go to waste. How can we use these quotes in a constructive manner? And that's when I came up with the idea of putting all the quotes that I've used over the years in our newsletter in a topical format to where all you needed to do was go to a topic such as the topic of God or the topic of Jesus Christ or the topic of salvation or exaltation. And then I would put in those categories the various quotes that I had collected over the years. When I decided to do this, I also had a lot of newer quotes that never did get into our newsletter, but quotes that I had gleaned over the years and had collected also from going downtown and going through various books, verifying the statements that I was citing. And so I wanted to make sure that they were, of course, accurately recorded and that the addresses or the sources were accurate as well. So I spent quite a few hours downtown in the church library, in the archives, verifying those statements. But it's become a a very good resource if you want to know what a lot of these leaders have taught. But not only did I include leaders of the church, I did include some BYU professors, some Mormon apologists, even a few lay people in the book, not because I think that their statements are authoritative, but it does give you the idea of what some lay people do believe in the church, some of whom have some limited authority as a BYU professor, for instance. And then I also cited a lot of church manuals, which are very important and that Latter-day Saints should respect. And I don't know if people realize that when we do these shows, when we're using quotes 98% of the time, it's your book that we have in our laps that we have used. We've looked through the different quotes and we pull out the best ones. But I think it's important, Bill, to use original quotes. Certainly, we challenge the Latter-day Saint to go look at the context, but the importance of the original quotes can't be understated because uh, these are the leaders of the church who are telling us what we're supposed to believe. It trumps anything that an individual will say that he or she believes if it's in opposition to what the leader says. Now, a lot of the citations we're going to be going to in the next several days 
you have put in a PDF format. Why don't you explain what we are offering our radio listeners at this time? Yes, we have two different PDF files we'd like to send those who would like to help support our radio ministry. We're going to include the PDF of your book in their own words, as well as these first two weeks of this series, we're going to be giving quotes that come from all 37. We're going to be using them throughout, and that PDF will include the same quotations we'll be using. And so we're asking people to go to our website, mrm.org, and go to the top right side. There's an orange button. Click that if you could give us a generous gift of any size in the box that says, add a note. Put down the letters PDF and then include either the call letters of the station that you're listening to, or if you're listening on podcasts, go ahead and just tell us that you listen on the podcast, or you could just tell us the state where you live. That will help us immensely. And then if you do that, we will be able to use that money to help support the radio ministry of MRM. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. All of us at Mormonism Research Ministry want to wish you and yours a joyous Christmas season as we remember the miraculous birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came into this world to save his people from their sins. If Viewpoint on Mormonism has been a blessing to you, would you consider a generous year-end gift to help further the efforts of Mormonism Research Ministry? Please know that your tax-deductible gift to MRM is very much appreciated, and we humbly thank you for your kind support.